Fred Film Radio. Interview. You're listening to Fred Film Radio, Benedicto Pro, covering for you the 20th Marrakesh Film Festival. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with one of the members of the jury, Dee Rees. Hello, Dee. Hello. <laughs> well, I think, considering you're at your third feature film, even though it's difficult not to consider Bessie one of the... One of the feature film as well um, how do you find uh, having to evaluate people who are just beginning their, their film career I think I think the thing that's beautiful about being at the Marrakesh Film Festival and being on the jury in this way is that you're getting to witness everyone's first love you know mm. so for me it reminds me of my first love you know because yeah. I mean that's just kind of like the sanctity and the preciousness of the first film you can see what these filmmakers are really passionate about what they really care about kind of like who they are you know and so really honestly it's about trying to like protect that in a way and kind of admire kind of what they've done versus like critique you know because yeah. it's, it's all subjective anyway yeah i'm curious about something as uh, one of your first films a documentary eventual salvation took you to liberia Have you been to Africa many times, and is there a specific connection as an African-American when, when you come here? I've been to Ghana, I've been to South Africa, yeah, and then I've been to West Africa, to Liberia. And so for me, um, I, I just like coming because it reminds me that there's like such a difference in the diaspora yeah. across the different parts of the continent, you know? Like many of the kind of patterns of, you know... Um, humanity or the patterns of uh, history are the same in each of those places so for me I just try to come and like take it in and Uh, particularly the culture, the parts of the culture here that I really love are like the architecture, the uh, textiles, the fashion, the food. So, you know, I, you know, you just kind of come and appreciate, although, you know, I don't know specifically where my, my ancestors came, but, you know, I'm the descendant of an enslaved African. So every time I come here, I'm always kind of looking around, trying to absorb the scene. You've done original films, adaptations. Uh, does your interest lie right now in one or the other? Not necessarily. I always, I guess, kind of like follow the characters, you know. And so for Pry, it was like Alike, you know, who kind of spoke to me. Like um, in uh, Bessie, it was like, you know, Bessie Smith. So for me, I kind of go where the characters lead me. And like um, Mudbound, I was interested like in the in, in Hap Jackson and, and Ronzel. And, and last thing you wanted, I was interested in like Elena, you know, and like just kind of falling in, into Diddy. And so I just kind of, I, I think... When you get away from your first film, I think the hard thing is kind of listening to what your heart really wants to do, because there's a lot of people that come with things about kind of what they think you should do or what they think you'd be good at doing. And so I try to st still listen to that kind of voice. And I was talking to Tilda Swinton the other night and she was like reminding me like, yeah, because I was telling her like I'd written some weird experimental thing. And she's like, do that, do that thing. <laughs> and I'm like, but I don't know what it is. So I, it's just a reminder to kind of like try to follow that kind of heart's tug, like whatever that first thing, like, even if you're not sure about it, you know, to kind of follow what you're passionate about, because filmmaking is such a uh, just kind of arduous and like never ending journey. Like you have to really like love the thing. And, and be doing it kind of like without any kind of uh, uh, connection to or anticipation of what the outcome will be. You have to do it because you love it, you know. And so I try to get back to that magic because we did Pariah. Like nobody was watching. Nobody knew who we were. And like, like I want that freedom again where it's like no one's looking, no one's expecting. Just make something that, you know, uh, feels interesting to you. What are you working on right now? Well, this weird little experimental thing <laughs> that I wrote, but it was like before the strike. And so then since the strike's been happening, I've kind of not been doing anything. But um, so I think that maybe. And then um, 
We'll see. I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't know if I want to, if I'm ready to go to actors yet or what the process is. I'm glad the actor strike just now got resolved. So it's kind of like the rest of this year is kind of a wash. So I think 2024, start fresh and maybe start to like bring the material out and see what happens. Yeah. Coming back on, to, on what you just said, um, I sometimes uh, some directors mention that they want to get more polished, that they want to get better, quote unquote, yeah. whilst I like the rawness and actually, I mean, defects, maybe it's not the right word, but, you know, flaws, no, but I mean, sometimes, yes, you do want that, actually, that's what makes the magic of... Of, of, of a, a type of a, of a, of cinema, of a voice, you know, uh, that it's, that it has a bit of rawness, that it has a bit of, of timidity still, uh, that it's not too sure of itself, that it's not too, uh, polished. Yeah, I think each story kind of demands its own style, you know? And like, Pariah actually wanted to be very beautiful, you know, because people think, oh, Brooklyn, oh, you know, lesbian coming out, it's gotta be gritty. And it's like, no, it has to be beautiful. It has to be really poetic. It has to be very painterly, you know? And like, uh, Mudbound was more about landscapes. So I wanted to be wider instead of closer. Um, so I think each film kind of dictates the style versus me trying to impose a style onto the story, you know? And so I try to kind of work that way. And, and so the next thing time. I want to do, this experimental thing I want to do, is more kind of like stylized because it's more kind of like it's like an internal kind of conversation so it's like how do you visualize a stream of consciousness kind of deal so i don't know we'll see would it be a film i envisioned it as a film so i wrote it as a feature film and it's just kind of like you know it's just kind of so weird it's like who who will finance it you know what i mean <laughs> we'll see yeah yeah but 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 thinking about what what you're saying i think to me as a filmmaker the thing i was aspiring to was like oh i want bigger budget i want more scope and like now i'm realizing oh like i don't want to i want to be conscious of reaching for big just for big sake you know mm -hmm. and it's like do i need 30 million do i need 40 million like does every budget have to get bigger maybe you know um It's just like, I just want the time to tell the story, you know? So I don't want to be rushing through 20-day shoots again anymore. <laughs> so I yeah. would just like the time, you know? And whatever that just... So we can have a reasonable three pages a day, you know? Yeah. So I think I'm ready for that. Is it interesting for you to do shows, big shows like Master of the Sky, uh, where you get to play with a different toolbox? It was That's funny, because it just started as like a love note to me. And Carrie's like, hey, Carrie, because like the James Bond trailer come out. So I was writing to say, hey, congratulations, James Bond looks amazing. And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, nothing, what's up? He was like, come come do this thing. I'm like, yeah. And like, I knew like Ryan and Anna were, were going. And so it was like a cool, like, it was like more like I did it for the, the peership and the camaraderie. And if you're going to make TV, it's, it's more interesting to do it with an interesting group of filmmakers. And then also be a part of this kind of bigger trilogy, the Band of Brothers kind of universe, which is exciting to kind of work with. And um, my particular episodes, one of them deals with the Tuskegee Airmen. So I was like, okay, that's the story I want to tell. And then, you know, I, you know, without seeing it like, oh, am I getting pigeonholed with Mudbound and War? And, you know, but I just saw it as like, oh, I don't know these characters. I want to know them. And I want to see if I can help tell their story. So um, that was the draw. But yeah, that was like the most sexiest shoot by far I've ever worked on I mean it was huge we had time it's like we have a whole day to shoot like an eighth of a page it's like what like and so I kind of learned like oh this is what can happen when you have time and um and the crew was just incredible and there's one of the key grips there oh my god I'm blanking on his name but he built this like rig for me it's like I was like you know I've never had to have grip like build a rig because I wanted to have a character walking across the room with the camera spinning around him as they walk and so this key grip is like I haven't built that but I'll build that rig and You know, so it was fun to have, it was fun to play, really. So Master there felt like a lot of play, where it's like, oh, you actually have time, people can build new rigs for you, and you can play. And and it's not, you know, big for big sake, but it's big to like, okay, let's tell this particular part of the story where someone's, you know, disoriented. So, yeah, when you yeah. put it like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
do you like changing teams? Do you like discovering new people every time? Or are, there, are you tempted to sometimes uh, work again with some of the various people behind and before the camera? Yeah, I think I kind of have my editor that I love and composer that I love and um, DP, you know, I like to alternate. But I mean, I think, um, and actors too, again, it's like, it's like who serves the story, you know? So I think there's some actors like I want to come back to, like, you know, like with Rob, like, he came from Pry and then I had him in Mudbound, Foreground. And there's other actors that I've had in mind and I've had ideas for them, but mm -hmm. you know, it's been a part of scripts that I couldn't get produced. You know what I mean? But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's, I think there's pitfalls and maybe advantages in each. Like, I feel like a pitfall of using only the same people over and over is that you could become complacent or you could, because then you trust each other so much there's no more kind of like challenging each other you know uh -huh. um but an advantage of that is there's the trust there's like okay i know you okay let's do this like for example for masters of the air i chose richard rudkowski because he had done the airplane sequences on mudbound so i feel like i owed him because he came in last minute notice and we shot these plane scenes and i was like oh well now let's do plane scenes together for real you know <laughs> and so it felt like a i don't know a good way to go back so i don't know i'm i'm like open but i you know There's certain members that feel like locked in and there are certain members that are like, okay, let's rotate and also in front of the camera it feels like there's new faces. Like, like I'd love to be able to introduce like new faces and have more discoveries on the acting side, you know, um, like I was in yeah. some of my, my earlier stuff. As a director, changing environment like that, how do you create that sense of camaraderie? Well, I, mean, I think that's like the rarity of that kind of shoot, you know, because you don't usually get to see each other work or be around each other working. And so, like, that's why that was kind of exciting, because you're creating a context where everybody is working on the same story. And so it's rare to get to work with other people, like, on the same story together like that. And um, I don't know. I think just being honest, you know, and, like, reaching out. Like, if you if somebody did something that, that, that you like, say, hey, I like that thing that you did. You know what I mean? Versus, like, being like, oh, you know, you did this thing. So, I mean... For me, it's just been that kind of honesty and kind of like not being, I don't know, not having the ego and being afraid to say just, you know, everyone likes to hear that looks great, you know, mm -hmm. and then there's no kind of like, and it's like a natural way of kind of like connecting. So, yeah. Maybe you can also do that from the producer side as you're also a producer. Yeah. And producing just feels honestly like it feels like directing. Like to me, I don't know the difference. Like sometimes because there's stuff where it's like you could call it producing. Am I calling the caterer a million times? No. Am I calling the financiers? Like that part, I don't like the begging for money part. And so cool. that part of producing is not fun. But in terms of like the assembling the crew and like calling this AD or that uh, production designer, like I like the crew gathering part of producing, you know, and the casting part of it. But the the money and the business plan and I mean, because honestly, I think film should be like a gamble, not an investment. And I think part of the problem now, now has become this investment that requires a, the return of the principal plus interest, whereas mm -hmm. it should be like, you know, we can be smart, but let's make it a gamble where you believe in this idea mm -hmm. and you might get it back or not. But then you're not hedging your bets with like casting or hedging your bets with like cutting out something that's like risky or, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Marrakesh, you're in pretty good company. I mean, you mentioned Tilda was encouraging you to go experimental. Uh, are you uh, loving the interactions between the very talented people amongst the jury? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And and it's like it's it's great. It's rare that you get to talk about film with like actors too. So you're in the room with Alexander Skarsgård and like you know Joel Edgerton is both and like Jessica Chastain. So you rarely get to talk about film with actors, which I find super interesting. Like, what is the actor looking like noticing that I'm not noticing? Like, what are they seeing? And you know. 
and 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 other directors also you know we don't get to like sit down and like talk film and mm-hmm. you know mostly I think you know there's like a lot of positivity because we're all interested because we all get it we're all like sympathetic to filmmaking like it's hard no matter the film no matter the timing so everyone's really just trying to find moments of celebration mm-hmm. and so it's been like edifying in that way it hasn't felt like you know elbows or anything like that so I don't know it's just fun to love film with other people who love film and um yeah and we'll Willem Dafoe like you know it's great to see him again so we reconnect it's like oh my god after last thing so yeah, yeah so no, it's just really great to like I don't know see people like you like worked with and hug and talk and just feel like you're all just in this like flow of things like I don't know nothing's quite finite you know no it just feels good it feels connective and um and it's also it's nice to it's nice to see films from a different kind of craft like point of view you know I probably had the same experience where watching the films with like a bunch of production designers because they'd be talking about something totally different you know yeah. so it's, it's interesting yeah and I have to ask because they mentioned this in the opening ceremony it's a um, female dominated jury um, how how do how do you like the idea of uh, of being being in that jury yeah I think like you know I would like to think we're chosen because we're like you know interesting thinkers you know yeah not I mean, just because we're ticking boxes so as long as we don't like you know as long as we're not you know what I mean it's like it's all yeah. respecting to like like intellect you know yeah it's not necessarily like, pertinent yeah. it's just it's just a fact and they pointed it out and so you know I yeah to yeah totally yeah no I think the bigger thing is like these are people with different kind of styles like from Joan Hogg to like you know uh Jessica Chastain to um it's just people of different kind of like and coming ge- like it's a global jury like we're coming from different parts of the world And so I think that's the value and that we all have, it's like a different literary worldviews. And mm-hmm. I think that's useful in how we're kind of interpreting, you know, this common language of cinema. Like this is kind of further proving that the cinematic language is like the thing we have in common. Like some people are speaking Arabic, some people are speaking French, some speak, people are speaking, you know, but cinema is the language that, that we all speak. So, yeah. yeah, I can feel the unison here, actually. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good vibe. Very Thank nice. you so much, Dee. Yeah, yeah. That was such a nice interview. Yeah, yeah, thanks. No problem. Thanks for having me. Fred, Fred, Fred. 24-7 on Fred FM and smartphone app.